0: Welcome to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from indigenous voices. A collaboration of Clahoos First Nation and Cortez Community Radio. In this edition, producer Roy Hales sets out to uncover the rumors of an ancient Clahoos lunar calendar that was once discovered by Spanish explorers. And in the process, learns where Toba Inlet got its name.
1: How did Toba Inlet get its name? Toba is not an English word or Coast Salish. The first Europeans to visit this remote fjord on the west coast of British Columbia were Spanish.
2: It doesn't take just much for my brain to go to 1792 to bring up the fact that the Spanish and the British were here in the summer of that year.
1: Judith Williams. Professor Emeritus for the University of British Columbia.
2: And people often ask where the name of Toba Inlet came from. And although there's some confusion in the, both the British and the Spanish mapping, it seems pretty clear that the name comes from the Spanish explorers. And the reason that is given, although there's maybe some spelling changes and miscopying and things in maps, But it's thought that the Spanish named the inlet after something called the Tabla, which is one of these great, mysterious, and wonderful carvings on the coast, which we all wish we could still see.
1: Captain Alcala Galliano recorded the Spanish visit to Toba Inlet in a log entry dated June 24, 1792. At sunset, Valdez returned. He had followed the canal de la Tabla and inspected the vicinity. The inlet, which appeared of considerable width at its beginning, came to an end in a few leagues. Its shores were very high with sharp peaks, its great depth, and the inlets he saw were full of small islands. On its east shore, Valdez found a plank, Tabla, for which he named the inlet and of which he made a drawing. It was covered with paintings, which were apparently hieroglyphics of the natives he found some abandoned villages, but none were
2: inhabited. It was a very large thing, it seems like big planks, up to four to eight feet, four by eight, and it was sketched by artists aboard the Spanish ship, and they never told the British about what they found. Whether they took the carving with them is into some dispute, But I have seen a Xerox copy of the original drawing that's in Spain and the reproduction in the Spanish text about their trip is very accurate to the drawing. So that what you see in the engraving is pretty clearly what was seen there. And this is a very extraordinary carving and purely Clahoos. It looks like there are quadrupeds, could be goats, there's a set of circles and a man in the center. It's a deeply mysterious carving, and it is a genuine Clahousse carving. Whether the arbor has any relationship to it, I couldn't say. But when I see the arbor I also see in my head the tabla, because it's one of the only illustrations in the Spanish book, and the, and the English never saw it, so it's not reproduced by them at all. And I know that some Clahousse people do believe that the Spanish took the tabla I'm not sure that I believe that, and I always thought it, a most wonderful project would be to do the research on the tabla with somebody who spoke Spanish and could go to Spain, that's not me, and reproduce the carving. I always think about the stories from my dad and my grandmother. We were always taught about the tides, you know, stories about the tides and stuff, and so one of the stories that I was told was that there was a man in the, up in Toba there, out in the middle, and he lived in the water, and he would pull a, like a plug out of the earth, and the water would go down, and that was the tides. And it had to do with the moons. So when I see that picture, I always wonder if in that picture those are our moons, and what he's holding is that plug, because it looks like he's holding something. So I always wonder if that comes from that story.
1: Michel's interpretation is supported by historian Nick Doe's study of the tablet, which suggests that the decoration worn by the tablet's male figure could be a symbolic view of the draining of the estuary of the Toba River as the tide ebbed. The ring could be the hole into which the oceans pour when the tide is falling, according to several myths. The male figure is standing on a circular object and holds two more circles in his hands. There are actually 43 circular symbols, arranged in 3 rows, with 2 columns on either side. Much has been made of the fact that there are 12 circles in the top row, 12 in the middle, and, if you include the circle that the man is standing on, 13 on the bottom. Some believe these represent lunar months, a fisheries and ocean report, show that pre-contact First Nations made astute astronomical observations in relationship to the seasons.
0: You're listening to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices. This episode brought to you in part by Literacy Now, Cortez Community Forest Co-op, Study Build and private donors.
2: The traditional Heisler calendar was read by noting the position of the sun over the mountain crest visible from the center of Kitimat village. Along the crest were two canoes. When the sun reached the first, or herring canoe, it was time to go herring fishing. The second was the uligan canoe. Both are high-energy foods in a hungry time, so both were eagerly awaited. Well, I think uh, Michelle's kind of homing in on the kind of interpretation of the tabla that other people have tried to do. Nobody very successfully, by the way. But when you look at it, you feel that it must be about dates, that there's so many circles, and each circle is different, and something is being indicated in each circle. And the engraving is to be trusted, as I said, because I've seen the original drawing. Now, there's always a problem with... Uh, Europeans coming in and interpreting visual material that they didn't understand. So you always have to factor in that that the person who made the drawing may be wrong, right? And so you have to always think about that. But assuming that the drawing is fairly accurate, the engraving is accurate, and it indicates uh, some kind of dating system, it looks like. So Michelle's got an interesting story about the tides, because when you live up the inlet, tide, wind, temperature, what the ocean is doing is like crucial to you moving in and out of the inlet. And it doesn't matter which of the inlets, but you have to deal with all that all the time. And so knowing the tides and knowing when you could fish and when you could get in and out of the inlet, when the fish would be running, all those kinds of dating things, really, really important. There may be some relation to the pictographs in Toba. There's quite a lot of them. And it's been quite tricky to record them all because... The tides and things and the wind is is tough up there but it's a very interesting group of sets of uh, pictographs and one of the finest paintings on the coast is in Toba and that's to the south mouth of the Brem River and that is a picture of a thunderbird lifting a fish and it's a really beautiful painting and un- almost unique on the entire coast so a bit like the tabla these are special things.
1: That's the Clahouse equivalent of the Mayan calendar. Okay, you so could <laughs>
2: say. <laughs> okay, you can say. I, I'm not sure. I don't think I can say. <laughs>
1: Though it may be difficult to prove conclusively, the most plausible explanation is that the tablet is a lunar record of the tides. The only historical reference we have of this carving comes from a Spanish visit in 1792. This tablet is believed to have been where Toba Inlet got its name. You've been listening to interviews with Ken News and Michelle Robinson, Klihu's First Nation, as well as local historian Judith Williams, The voice actors were Kurt Cunningham and Angela Hales.
0: Thanks to producer Roy Hales for this edition of Deep Roots, Island Waves. Senior producers are Morgan Tams and Greg Asoba. Series coordinator is Odette Auger. Clahouse coordinator is Jacqueline Metzieu. Cortez Community Radio is grateful to the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Cortez Island Museum and Archives Society, Canada 150, And the Clahoose First Nation for their support. Find more at CortezRadio.ca.